You are listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. My name is Ed Frank. I'm NCBA's Senior Director of Policy Communications. Joining us this week is Kent Backus. Kent is NCBA's Senior Director of International Trade and Market Access. Kent, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Ed. We made it to another one. We made it through another year. We made it through another decade. Um, and uh, as folks, I think, know, uh, the cattle producers have more to celebrate than most people this year on New Year's um, because a couple of new trade deals went into effect or going into effect on New Year's Day. Um, the first one is our bilateral trade deal with Japan. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, we're very excited about this. You know, So here it is, January 1st, and we have a lower tariff rate in Japan. The, the Japan-U.S. deal that President Trump was able to negotiate it's put us on par with all of our competitors. So Australia, New Zealand, Canada, Mexico, we're not the same tariff level as all of them. We saw our tariff level drop from 38.5% to 26.6%, and we're going to see it continue to decline uh, to 9%. This is a great opportunity for our industry because Japan is our biggest export market. You know, it accounts for about 25% of our overall sales, uh, roughly $2 billion. And that's that was with the old tariff in place. Now with this new tariff, I think we're going to expect, uh, you know, really big gains here in, uh, in 2020 and beyond. So this is a great, great day and a great beginning for the U.S. beef industry. Right. And, and not to be outdone, uh, another trade deal with the European Union. Uh, goes into effect on January 1st on New Year's Day. So that's another reason to celebrate. Uh, what do we have to gain with that one? So with the EU, they're the most protectionist market in the world. It's, it's just a really tough nut to crack, to be you know, honest with you. And, uh, you know, we, we face very high tariffs and very small quotas and then a whole host of non-tariff trade barriers, restrictions on the technologies we use like hormones and beta agonists. Well, with this uh, deal with the EU, we're now going to have uh, a U.S.-specific 35,000 metric ton duty-free quota, and, and that's just for U.S. beef, no other country. So this is a big, big opportunity for us. Now, that is going to be limited to beef from non-hormone-treated cattle. So that's the one important caveat there. But this is a great first step. This is not a final destination. And so we're going to continue to have those conversations uh, with the Europeans. It's obvious that they want our product. Their politicians may not want it, but their consumers do. And so we're going to continue to fight for U.S. beef producers. NCBA has been in the room for all of these conversations, uh, especially on, on, on tough, tough matters like this, because we want to give more opportunities for our producers. We realize that uh, this is more of a niche market. We want to see that continue to grow, and we're going to continue to build the trust with European consumers, and hopefully we'll get the, those political tides to turn. Uh, so we see January 1st, uh, 2020. This is a great day for us. This is a great opportunity for our industry, not only in Japan, but the European Union as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot to celebrate on this front and on, on, on many fronts. Uh, for producers uh, as we begin a new year. And as I mentioned earlier, this isn't just a new year. This is a new decade. And I think, you know, we can celebrate what is what is going into effect as the new year dawns. But I think it's also an interesting opportunity to sort of look back um, as we look back on the past decade. And I know a lot of people uh, on social media were, were doing sort of what was called, I guess, the decade challenge where they look back and they say, well, where, wh where was I? What have I accomplished over the last uh, decade? I got married, I, you know, I had kids or whatever. Um, but so let's play that game on the podcast. Um, 
where were we in 2010 as an industry when it comes to international exports um, in some of these countries? Well, when you look at 2010, I'm just looking at the U.S. Meat Export Federation's, uh, uh, you know, years in review here and all the numbers. You know, at the end of 2009, we'd only exported about $3 billion worth of beef globally. Well, when you fast forward to, uh, to 2018, and hopefully we have the 2019 numbers here pretty soon, that's over $8 billion. We've seen a tremendous growth in uh, the overall value, and that's because foreign demand is out there. It's been out there, but it's really grown. We have a great product, and we've been able to market it. But the big barriers have always been tariffs and all the non-tariff barriers, the BSE restrictions, all of those age-based restrictions, uh, hormone restrictions, beta agonist, uh, antibiotics, you name it, traceability. All of these big things have made it less competitive for us uh, overseas. Well, at NCBA and with our partners in the beef industry, we've really focused over the last 10 years to try to eliminate as many of those barriers as possible because we know we have a great product. I think everybody out there understands that. Our sales reflect that and the consumer confidence and the trust that we have built uh, over the years has really helped us uh, spread that message globally. Uh, so when you look on the tariff side, one of the big things was you know, in Korea, we faced a 40% tariff. In Colombia, we faced an 80% tariff. In Panama, we faced, uh, I think it was roughly a 30% tariff. China, our tariff has been upwards of 47%. Japan, 38.5%. Europe, so many different tariff lines, it's hard to keep track of them. Well, and then when you look at the non-tariff barriers, we had all of these BSE restrictions. We had a 21-month age restriction in Japan. We had 30-month restrictions all over the place. And here we are in 2020, we were able to eliminate that tariff in Korea. We've eliminated that tariff in Colombia. We've eliminated that tariff in Panama. Uh, we're hopeful to have some really good news here about China very soon. Japan, that tariff is going down to 9%. We have new access uh, throughout uh, North Africa and the Middle East, all parts of Southeast Asia. We look at the non-tariff barriers. We've seen the over 30, we've seen the 21 month age restriction gone in Japan. We've seen the over 30 month uh, uh, access in place now. In Taiwan, we have uh, ractopamine access. In Mexico, we eliminated um, the age restrictions there. South Africa, we have access. There's, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Now we still have a lot of barriers to overcome, but we've come so far in the last 10 years and the numbers don't lie. The fact that we've gone from three billion to over eight, and we're projected to go probably over 10 in the next couple of years, just means that we're doing something right. We're opening those markets. Our government prioritizes trade. They listen to NCBA and our trade partners in the US beef industry because they understand the importance that this means for our producers. So this is gonna to continue to be a priority for us. We see a lot of opportunity not just in the markets that have already opened, but so many more that need to be opened. And that's why it's important that we continue to tell our story. Not only do we have a safe product, we also have a very sustainable product too. And I think you're gonna see more of that conversation over the next years. Uh, so we've got a great story to tell, let's continue to tell it. Yeah, thanks for that. I didn't realize that we had almost essentially at this point tripled and hopefully will do so in the, in the meantime our exports over the last decade. And I know it's easy to sort of get wrapped up in the day-to-day the -day 
you know, market struggles out there, and and um, but it's also and and you don't hear about a lot of this stuff. The media tends to cover sensational things like impeachment as opposed to you know export growth for for U.S. Uh, beef. Um, but it, I think it is a, a good opportunity, and today in particular is a good time to really look back and reflect on on how far we've come on international trade and, and market access over the past decade, um, and you know the steps we're taking forward today in Japan and and in Europe. And, and hopefully we'll have many more steps uh, in the coming years and, and uh, decade to come. Uh, so, Kent, thank you very much. Thanks for joining us. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. You've been listening to Beltway Beef. Until next week, eat beef. Check us out online at policy.ncba.org and follow us on Twitter at Beltway Beef. Happy New Year.